0: James here for another edition of the Brisbane Football Review Best Ofs, as we're looking back at some of the best minds of the show from the last few seasons in lieu of current football matches to talk about. Scott and Adam are here in spirit as well, but since this is just a clip show, there's no need for their physical presence. We're still a Podular Media production, and if you have any best of moments you want replayed, feel free to send us an email at brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com, Facebook the Raw Review, or on Twitter at BNEFootball, Any and all suggestions are always welcome because, well, frankly, it's less work for me to put it all together. Uh, All of our podcast archives are available on the regular channels on Wooshka, iTunes, Spotify, or however you listen to us. And if you're on Football Nation Radio, check out our entire back catalogue to find out what you've been missing. I promise it's actually not that bad. Anyway, for today's look back, we're going to go all the way back to the 2017-18 W League Premiership season and the interviews we had during that time. We've got Mel Andretta, Katrina Gurry, Tamiki Yallop, or... Tamika, Butt at the time, and as well as Hayley Rasso, and up first is a pre-season chat with Mel Andretta, the then coach of the Raw W League side. Welcome to segment four of the Brisbane Football Review, part of the DFS Fan Network. It's James here, and we're very happy to be joined by Brisbane Raw W League coach, Mel Andretta. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, so you're heading into your second season as a W League boss. What are some of the lessons you are able to pick up last year about the squad?
1: Ah. Uh, Lots of lessons, actually, <laughs> in such a short uh, turnaround from being appointed to the season kicking off. I think um, the biggest lesson I learned was to ensure that I really know the players and um, understand what it is um, that they need and how they tick. And, um, and that includes the staff as well. And I've been fortunate that I've had the time now in the MPL season to do that. And, um, you know, I think this season uh, might be a more successful
0: one so yeah last year the team finished in 7th place what were some of the areas you looked at as strengths to build on and conversely what were some of the areas you set out to improve on this offseason
1: um, I guess um, number one our strengths um, I guess uh, is somewhere where we should start and, and shouldn't Uh, neglect and uh, that's been our priority is to really focus on our strengths and what we have is um, a playing group that are are hungry to succeed and and they're learners and they're positive and they're always seeking um, opportunities to uh, do that and um, you know we've worked on developing individuals and and our team model and you know to have two midfielders as our leading goal scorers I think was a strength but you know On the other side, um, we know too that we need to be better in the front third and and we've worked specifically on that um, in the last little bit and and we've recruited to reflect that. And, um, you know, I think as a brief summary, those two areas probably (laughs) sums it up.
0: It would help having so many Matildas in the squad as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess... um, you know, uh, getting Haley back home is a is a real plus uh, for the city and and for the state and and for the team. She's she's electric at the moment. She's fast. She's aggressive. She's passionate. She she'll do anything for a team, and um, she's proven that with Portland. She's a real team player, and um, that mentality is going to go a long way for us this this season.
0: And it, how important, in your mind, is it to have a lot of those team first players where they can create a whole which is greater than the sum of the parts
1: it's critical um you know i think um everyone talks about team culture we're not the only club that prides ourselves on our culture but like um your work in the front third, you're defending in the back third. Um, the way you work, your your culture has to be practiced and constantly refined. And, you know, the time now between seasons has been used to do that. And we've also recruited players who um, we think can add to that culture and or buy into it. And um, and we're ticking along pretty nicely at the moment. All right. Well,
0: you mentioned recruitment. One of the new players you've signed is Wei-Ki Chung. What sort of impact do you see her bringing to the team?
1: Um, An immediate one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's what we always hope for. Yep, yep. She um, she is someone who we're looking for to be able to bear the responsibility of um, creating and converting scoring chances. And she's um, very strong in the air. She's tall and can position well to, to finish off crosses or early passes in behind the opponent back four. And, but she's also quick. She's very fast and able to find the space um, for a forward pass in behind the opponent back for and I guess you know with her size she's strong as well and can get the ball to feed and um, combine with her midfielders so she adds to um, our style of play and gives us I guess flexibility and the ability to keep changing according to the opposition.
0: All right so we've seen a fair few players heading over to the US to get more playing time in our off season here but we're seeing a bit of reciprocation now in the form of Celeste Barilla and Carson Pickett Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about them?
1: Yeah. um, Both very experienced players um – Carson playing for Seattle and twice now her team has just missed out on the finals finishing fifth um, so she's hungry for success as well and she's a, a natural left footer she's an attacking fullback she's tall as well very good in the air and we struggled a little bit with direct play last season so she's very familiar with that and she had a few good encounters with Sky Blues and Sam Kerr's team over there so
0: with of course a couple of traps coming against Sam yeah you'd like to be able to handle her I suppose
1: yep exactly so you know We're looking forward to that being our first home game. I think that's exciting. Um, And then, of course, uh, Celeste, well, she's proven in the W League too. Um, Had a fantastic season for Canberra last year, winning the premiership and has gone on and experienced success with uh, Portland this year.
0: All right. So Katrina Gorey became the first role player to sign with the club on a multi-season deal. Mm. How big is that to be able to keep someone around for more than just the one year?
1: yeah it's it's really important it it gives the players again something that they've been after stability and and loyalty in return which they've given the club and we're passionate about that and that's the first um you know of course of, of many to come in the future and you know i'm excited about the club direction with signing out and re-signing our players for longer term deals
0: all right so how's the side looking so far coming together with pre-season now
1: um, looking good. We um, actually just had uh, our last hit out um, in a training environment. And, um, you know, from, from our analysis and just from some other performance analysis data, you know, the, the intensity and the efforts that we were putting in were above most of our games last season so we're certainly in a in a good position to start positively round one um there's a better understanding of of how we want to play and um implementing our key principles as a as a team and and players are more comfortable um within their roles and being able to execute those those uh key principles
0: Well, speaking of those key principles you know there's been talk of a unified style of play across Mm. all three raw teams are you subscribing to any sort of overarching club philosophy, or do you say no? This is my team. I'm playing my way.
1: Um, as a club, we're a, a club that prides ourselves on controlling the game, and I guess the way, as a club, we'd like to control the game is is having the ball and um, doing our best with it. And you know, for our team, um, we want to build up from the back and and into the uh, through midfield and to our strikers and. Um, we want to create really good chances through control, possession. And um, and then having said that in, in defence too, we're, we're going to be very positive and aggressive because we want to control the game and that means having the ball. So we will be going after it aggressively and positively and forcing the opponents to turn it over or change their style of play.
0: Do you talk with Alan Stage or John Aloisi or any other coaches and look for... Lessons to learn from them?
1: Oh yeah, massively. Um having some, you know, some time with Alan has been just excellent. His um his experience in the W League alone is, you know, second to none and had conversations with him and I think we share that sort of aggressive attacking mindset and again here with John, um, you know, we share a lot of commonalities too in how we see the game and I guess that's why we're all here um, at the club because we have that, that common view of how the game should be played.
0: Fair enough. Oh, one of the biggest changes to this season schedule for the Raw's W League side is it, in fact, you've got five of your six games at Suncorp Stadium. How exciting is that for you guys?
1: Oh, we're super excited. We, um, we love playing at Suncorp. Um, we have a good track record at Suncorp and it's, um, it's somewhere where we know the fans like to come to as well. And, um, Yeah, I think um, five games um, out of six home games there is is only um, a step in the right direction.
0: And you have your own supporters group now with the raw Corp. What are you looking for from them?
1: Loud, strong, (laughs) (laughs) drums, screaming, just support. You know, what every Australian goes to a sporting event for, that, that emotion, that connection and that's always been my experience with whatever sport or whatever code that i've followed or or supported and and i can't wait to see our fans and our supporters um get behind it and continue to grow it's taken off um and look out for them and and get amongst them because you know it's going to be a special environment there amongst the raw call
0: absolutely i think any A fan would love to be part of a massive home field advantage no matter what the side. Yeah. All right, so Melbourne City have been the benchmark side for the last two years. Mm. They've raised the bar across the league. Do you feel like your squad can push them this year?
1: Yeah, I think we proved last year um, that we can push them. We went up early 1-0 and... We were in a very good position to be the first to to take their unbeaten run away from them. But, you know, that that was also, I guess, reflecting on our season, one of our weaknesses, not being able to finish off games and we weren't able to finish off the season either. So I think now with the squad that we've assembled and the work we've done in between seasons, um, we'll definitely be pushing every side, um, including ourselves, to be better.
0: Excellent. So your first game this season is away to Sydney FC this weekend. How important is it for you guys to get off to a good start there?
1: Yeah, I think for everybody, such a short season, it's important um, to start off well. And we're confident that we'll be able to do that, but we're also... um, Willing to and able to adjust no matter what the circumstances are that we face.
0: And your first home games a week later, how excited are you to get in front of hopefully vocal crowd in the first part of a double header?
1: Yeah, we're um, really excited. We know it's going to be a strong crowd. Um, we know it's going to be vocal. Um, so many people are, are talking about it and planning for it. So Brisbane, we can't wait. And where else would you rather be on a Sunday
0: afternoon than watching the Raw both sides at uh, Suncorp Stadium. Yeah,
1: where else would you want to be? There's so many big names um, in both sides. It's going to be an afternoon of entertainment. So.
0: All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Mel, thank you very much for your time. No worries. And we'll be back right after this. This is a Brisbane Football Review. All right, that's the interview with Mel there. And I uh, can honestly say she was a lot of fun to talk to when uh, she was with The Roar. And it's fair to say that she'll continue to go on to bigger and better things in the world of football as time goes on and when... Matches come back, so best of luck with the rest of her career as it goes on. Now on to the next lot of interviews, which was an old Friday special when we used to produce those a little bit more regularly, uh, featuring a couple of interviews. First up, we've got Katrina Gorry, and then, as she was known at the time, Tamika Butt, but now, of course, Tamika Yallop, who's made a return to Brisbane uh, in the most recent W League season. This was on the eve of their first home game of the season. I think they were playing Perth from memory. And then also, um, yeah, it was on the back of a 3-1 win against Sydney as well. So, spirits were quite high about the Raw, as I'm sure you can tell in these interviews. Welcome to another Friday special of the Brisbane Football Review. We're proud, proud to be joined by fan favourite Katrina Gorey. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, so the side won your first game in Sydney, 3-1. How important was getting that first up win?
2: Yeah, it's obviously really important to start our season with a win. Um Obviously, we've been working really hard on our pressing game and scoring goals, so um, it was good to see that we could put three in the back of the net and start well.
0: And speaking of scoring goals, you got your season off to about the best possible start, netting inside the first 60 seconds. Talk us through that move.
2: Yeah, obviously, um, Alira won the ball uh, pretty early on, crossed it in, and I was lucky enough to find myself in space with a good touchback from Abby.
0: All right. So talk about what it's been like playing under Mel Andretta for the last season in a bit
2: yeah you know Mel has such an exciting brand of football that uh, she wants us to play, obviously it's very attacking uh very aggressive uh, and very exciting. um I actually was coached by Mel in school, so Mel and I go way back and I've always known you know how she's wanted to play and um it's good to see you know how high up she is now
0: one of the pleasant flashbacks from high school, I'm assuming
2: yeah, you could say something like that. <laughs> <coughs>
0: Alright, so you've been with the Raw since 2012, and the club have shown a lot of faith signing you to a multi-year deal, first W League player to get that. Talk about how that process went down.
2: Yeah, I had signed originally um, just a one-year contract. Um, I'd spoken to Mel a little bit. Uh, she knows that I'm uh, loyal to the club, and she wanted to extend that contract for another year. So that was really exciting to me, you know, to have that security, Um and also to just be able to focus on the next couple of months uh, was really exciting for me and something that I'd never turn down.
0: And getting to play for your hometown club is obviously something special?
2: Yeah, it is really special to me. Uh, obviously the first couple of seasons I had to go elsewhere uh, when the W League first began. So I guess that's why you know putting on the orange jersey is so special to me and uh, it's why I'm loyal to this club.
0: Alright, so you've got quite a reputation for scoring some spectacular goals. How have you developed that skill?
2: I'm not really sure how it all came about. Um, I guess in, you know, in practice when there's a dead ball um, and we're about to go into another drill, I'll just try and smack it into the goal and uh, when I get a bit of time on the field, I guess that kind of, you know, is in my in the back of my mind and, you know, some go in, some don't. Any one stand out in particular? Uh, I'll... I'll always remember the one I scored at Suncorp against Canberra United. Alright, so have
0: you guys got any sort of internal competitions about who can score the best goal or the most goals?
2: Uh, No, not really. We're kind of all united with that. Um, It doesn't really matter who's scoring the goals or anything like that. It's just about getting the win for the team. And you've... Just come back from playing in Japan, what was that like? It was an incredible experience. Uh, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really know um, how it was going to be over there, you know, if people would speak English or anything like that. But you come to realise if you embrace the culture, it doesn't matter if they can speak English or not. Uh, I picked up a a little bit of Japanese. I can understand it more more than I can speak it. But, you know, overall my time there, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person and matured a lot as a player.
0: With football being such a global game, how important is it to learn that communication on field quickly when people do speak different languages?
2: Yeah, it was really important, you know, the basic uh, left and right, stop, start, uh, you know, they're the things that you pick up pretty quickly, but at the end of the day, you know, when you train with them day in, day out, you kind of understand the way they play and, you know, the runs they make, where they want the ball and things like that. So at the end of the day, um, you know, communication is key, but, when you're training with them week in, week out, you kind of understand how they play.
0: And getting the support of the club and its playing and backroom staff is really important to settle in.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, our club was incredible. We had a translator with us at all times. Um, I was in an apartment close to Caitlin, which was really fun. You know, we uh, explored a lot throughout Japan, um, embraced the culture, and you know, it's a, a country I would definitely play out again.
0: And Playing overseas, have you been pitching
2: the W League in Brisbane specifically to any of those players? Uh, a lot of them do actually want to come and play in Australia. Um... You know, it wasn't great timing when they decided to tell me that um, because everyone had already signed their internationals. But, yeah, I think a lot of them are starting to show a bit more interest knowing that, you know, the leagues match up really well and I'm sure we'll see in a lot of them over here next
0: we, time. We do have some uh, new imports like uh, Celeste and Carson, just to name a couple. How are you helping them settle, settle in?
2: Yeah, you know, they're, they're awesome. Um I knew that Celeste played for Canberra last year. I knew that she was a great player and I've watched Carson play a couple of times, um, for Seattle so. I knew they were great players, and I was excited for them to come in. You know, Americans always have a different personality, which, you know, freshens up the group and brings a lot of excitement to the group. And then, you know, having Waiki there as well, she's cheeky, she's fun, she wants to learn English, um, and it's nice to, you know, be able to teach someone and, and know that they're in the same position that I was a couple of months ago.
0: Always on guard for practical jokes?
2: Always on guard.
0: <laughs> Alright, so you've had a lot of experience with Matildas Possibly our most successful national team And definitely one of the most entertaining What factors have gone into that?
2: Um, I think that, you know, the Matildas are just an exciting team to watch at the moment um, You know, everyone always has always wanted to put on the green and gold shirt um, I'm lucky enough to have put it on 52 times, I think um, Which is really exciting for me And, um, you know... I try and give back to my family as much as I can because without them I definitely wouldn't have been there and through all their sacrifices uh, when they come and watch me play it makes me more proud to put it on and to give back to them.
0: So you both got, uh, you and Tamika both got to go to the Olympics last year, what was that experience like?
2: Uh, It was definitely a a very special feeling, Um, you know. We, we've played at a World Cup before and, and the squad's, you know, a bit more extended at the Olympics. I think there's only eight, 18 of us to go. So, um, you know, it was really special to be able to say that you're an Olympian. Not many people get to do that. Um, and, you know, it's something that I'll definitely cherish for the rest of my life.
0: And you were very successful at the Tournament of Nations. Talk us through that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's still... I still watch the the games back and, and see how much we've progressed in the last couple of years. Um We're playing such an exciting brand of football. I think everyone's matured over the last couple of months being in different clubs. Um, You know, really growing up, as people, we were so young back in the Olympics, back at the World Cup, 23 of the av- average age. So, you know, we have um, a lot more older players now, a lot more experienced players, and I think it's all come together in the last couple of months.
0: And there's still plenty of room to move forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, stage is always drilling into us that, you know, you can't be beat a top nation and think you're the best in the world. So we've got to keep progressing and we've got to be consistent, Um so hopefully we can show that against China in our next few games.
0: Fingers crossed. That's in Melbourne coming up next month? Yes, it is. All right. So obviously coming back to club, you're going to be playing against some of your national teammates, including Sam Kerr, this weekend. How do you go against playing against them?
2: Uh, it's, it's exciting for us. Um, you know, obviously Sam is in red-hot form, but so is the likes of Polk's. Um, you know, it's always exciting to watch them match up, but, uh, you know, it's it's also good because, you know, they game inside out. So... Um, you've got to think, think on your feet, and try and beat your opponent, um, which is even harder when you know everything about them. So, um, it is, it is challenging, but it's a good challenge. Do you communicate much with them during the week? Uh, no, not, not usually. Uh, we kind of leave that for after the game. But so you're not sending any texts trying to psych her out. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So with the game coming up this Sunday, you've got a new supporter group in the raw Corps. How much are you looking forward to having active support?
2: Yeah, it's really exciting um, for us to get everyone on board. Um, you know, sometimes our stands are a little bit quiet, so to have a core group that are, are going to get the fans cheering and, and bring banners, it'll feel, you know, it'll feel more lively for us. Um, it's not just the team that gets you through the games; it definitely is the fans, especially through hard times. So, um, if we can hear them on the field, it's going to be pretty good for us.
0: And playing at Suncorp is going to be quite nice this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. We got a couple of games last year, which we—it's uh, always special to play on. Sun Corps so to call this home uh, this year to have so many games here uh, it's special for us and you know hopefully we keep on putting on good performances
0: and you know where to run for your goal celebrations
2: yes for the corpse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so last question you're still quite young by footballing standards with a long career ahead of you hopefully what are you hoping to achieve with the Raw and the Matildas going forward
2: Yeah, I don't feel young anymore. I'm 25, quarter of a century. That's Um, still quite young by my standards. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. No, you know, obviously, um, you know, looking forward to the Asian Cup coming up in the next couple of months, but, you know, just staying fit and healthy uh, leading into that. And then, obviously, uh, to get through the Asian Cup... Uh, the World Cup's after that. So I was pretty young when I played at the last World Cup and you kind of, you don't get to experience it until after, I think. So, you know, taking those experiences, I learned a lot from that and I think, um, you know, I needed to grow a lot as a player and as a person and I think in the next couple of years, hopefully, I'll do that and be ready for the next World Cup.
0: Uh, Well, best of luck this Sunday and for the future going forward. Thank you. And thank you very much for joining us on the show.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, we'll be back in a little bit with Tamika Butt. This is Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And welcome back to the second half of the Friday special for the Brisbane Football Review. We've subbed out Katrina Gorey and brought in Tamika Butt. Welcome to the show.
3: (laughs) Thanks very much. Good to be here.
0: All right, so... First question, uh, side so won their first game in Sydney 3 1. How important is getting off to a good start like that?
3: Yeah, I think it's very um, important. It, it demonstrates how your pre season's been, and um, obviously it's been a really positive one for, for Brisbane here. And, and I think, yeah, it's a great way to start with three points.
0: Absolutely. All right, so at the moment, not everyone's in Brisbane. They're still finishing their overseas club commitments. What's going on with the playing squad to try and offset those perhaps a bit lighter numbers?
3: Yeah, um, I think Mel's done a great job. She's obviously brought in some different people, um, some new ones and, and also some younger ones as well. And I think um, what she's done with the team has balanced it out and made it, um, well, as you can see, uh, uh, easy to, to do without some players there.
0: All right. So what's it been like playing under Mel?
3: Yeah, I obviously played under her last year and uh, Mel's also been the assistant um in previous years. Um but it's easy. <laughs> I think um it's easy to get along with Mel and, and um understand what she wants from you and um and you know, um work with her leadership style. I think yeah, it's it's quite easy which is nice to have.
0: She can communicate really well with the squad?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think
0: so. All right, so you're one of the Raw's Foundation W League players. Talk about what that first season was like.
3: Oh, the first season. Whew, <laughs> taking a trip. Um go down memory lane. Yeah, exactly. Um honestly that I was pretty young then. I think I was sixteen at the time, um, and stepping into probably my first sort of um semi professional environment. Um and it was it was everything that, that I thought it would be. Um playing in a in a national league in Australia. It was um yeah, it was exciting that the team we had then was was amazing and I learned so much from it. Um, and then its growth over the next years, it's kind of looking back on it still it, yeah, it gives me goosebumps knowing that we won and and we did all that.
0: Yeah, so winning the championship in the first uh, season, you got goals in the semi-final and the final. How yeah. cool was that?
3: Um yeah, definitely a cool memory to have and um also to at the time to get those as well. It was um definitely when I was developing as a player so they were real confidence boosters and yeah definitely a good memory to know good way to build a resume <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
0: and now you're coming up on 100 games from the club what yep. does that feel like for you
3: um aside from making me feel old it's it's quite exciting I think um I'm quite passionate about football and also about um you know um, grassroots and where I came from and um, Brisbane's definitely been there obviously since day dot for me and, and to do 100 caps with Brisbane is, um, yeah, it's it's a goal that I probably set a little while ago for myself, Um, so to achieve it, it's yeah, it's great. You've had the
0: opportunity to test test yourself overseas uh, you yeah. played in Japan like Katrina has but more recently in Europe, what's that experience been like for you?
3: Yeah, I think I, I first started going overseas again when I was um, young, I think I was about 18 or 19 and it's um, it makes you develop as, as a football but also as a person. So I've, I have loved every opportunity I've got to go overseas and experience different cultures. Uh, and I think whenever I come home, I, I definitely feel um, a little bit more grown up, I guess, on the field and off the field. So it's, it's really good that football can give me that opportunity and I would encourage anyone to take it.
0: And that's one of the good parts about the W League and women's game in general, is it gives you the chance to experience a lot of these different cultures throughout the year.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think with the internationals we get in this league, um, as an Australian player, you get to know um, what other internationals players are like. And it also gives you um, sort of a name, I guess, in, in a good league that gives you other opportunities to go overseas and be the international.
0: So well, when you do come up to a new club, what's it like getting support from the playing staff and backroom staff to help you settle into a new area?
3: Yeah, I think it's different with every team. Um, uh out of all my experiences I think this one that I've had this year going into Klepp Elite in Norway has probably been the best experience um that that I've had going into a new environment um with the coaching staff and the teammates um it's been really easy for me this year and I think um yeah the environment that that club has is is definitely a really good one.
0: And have you been acting as sort of a recruiter for the Brisbane Roar and W League while you're over there?
3: <laughs> um I think I'm not sure how many Europeans we're, we've got in the league at the moment, but there's definitely one coming over from Norway. Um, and with the W League growing, I think, yeah, Europe's um, gaining a lot of interest in the league.
0: There are a lot more imports coming in. Do you feel like the W League is got in for its highest ever level of skill this season?
3: I definitely think so. I think um, the... Achievements of the Matildas in uh, this last year and last year as well has also helped draw more attention to that because we do we do have a large Matildas base playing in the W League, which you know so then the national team's performance reflects on our league and it's definitely drawing in uh, more international attention.
0: And playing for the Matildas, they've been probably our most successful national team at the moment and definitely one of the most entertaining. What factors have gone into that success?
3: Um, I think it's uh, I guess a maturity stage um, we've it's probably one of the youngest Matildas teams we've had but at the same time where we've got a great balance of experience and just the camaraderie that we have in the team um, and the humor that everyone gets along with basically um, and we kind of flow with each other on the field and off the field so I think that's got a lot to do with it
0: and with that youth you'd say the Matildas and the women's game are in good hands going forward
3: yeah definitely I think um, yeah we're slowly building um, a pretty strong platform.
0: And you got to go to the Olympics last year. What was that like?
3: Yeah, it was awesome. That's obviously on uh, every athlete's wish list. Um, So that was amazing. But I think um, looking forward and with the Matildas that we have now, the team that we have, I think um, next Olympics is what everyone's gearing up for.
0: Definitely. So when you come up against the Matildas teammates in club competitions like you do this Sunday, how do you go about playing against someone you know so well?
3: Um... I don't know it's an interesting question. I think I've obviously played a lot against um, a lot of Matildas in the past. Um, I don't know when you when you get out on the field, you kind of forget that um, they're your friend, and you know, they might just be a centre back for this team or or something like that. Someone that's in your way, um, they got to get past the goal, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. You, you kind of switch over and you're in the game at the time, and then when that whistle blows, um, they're your friend again. You you kind of even forget the result of the game and. Um, yeah, so it's a different dynamic, but um, it, I don't think it changes anyone's performance on the field.
0: And conversely, having the other players knowing you so well, does that yeah. impact your game at all?
3: Um, uh, I think so, but um, more so it depends on the opposition's coach and, and what they think um, my team's strengths and weaknesses are. And um, if, if I'm targeted, then it might change my game a little bit. But... Um, if anything, it's it's only going to push me to try and be better. So,
0: And it would be a compliment for you to be targeted by an opposition coach for type marking?
3: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> that would be nice to think that, yeah.
0: Well, one of the players that uh, is coming up this weekend is, of course, Sam Kerr, probably the most informed striker in the world at the moment. Yeah. Whose job is it to sneak up behind her and tie her shoelaces together?
3: <laughs> um, definitely not Macca, because she'll be wearing gloves. <laughs> um, anyone who gets close enough. <laughs>
0: All right, so you guys have a new supporter group this season with the Raw Core. How much are you looking forward to having a W League-focused uh, active supporter group?
3: Yeah, I think it's awesome. It, um, I think they're responsible for, you know, building motivation for the players and creating that environment that we all love and that, that's what you strive for when you become a professional athlete and you get to that professional level is is doing it for the people that come and watch you and, and to have um, such I um, I don't know, a family, I would probably even say, um, be there and watching your games and cheering for you. Yeah, definitely it inspires and motivates us for sure.
0: And you've got a lot of double-headers with the A-League side, so you're hoping for quite a vocal big crowd at home?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think um, being so close to the men's team and, and working off each other, it, yeah, it, uh, vice versa. We push them and they push us, so having all those people around us is great.
0: Working with the men's team, do you guys sort of try and give each other any tips during the week?
3: Yeah. Um, not necessarily tips. I don't think. I think we're we're just both there to support each other and and have a chat. And sometimes it would be um, non-football related, which is which is kind of what everyone needs um, now and then is just to to have a friendly chat.
0: You're looking forward to having some of the A-League boys out there supporting you on Sunday.
3: Yeah, definitely. Vice versa. All
0: right. So last question. Looking ahead, you're quite young from a footballing perspective, and still have a fair career ahead of you. What are you hoping to achieve with the Raw and the Matildas?
3: Yeah, I think. Um, Brisbane Aurora would be obviously great to, to win a W League season again. Um, I think that's in the near future, um, hopefully. And also for the national team, I think you know that, that goes in four-year cycles and now we're starting a new cycle and, and our first priority will be the World Cup and, and then the Olympics after that. So I've, I've got yeah goals set on both of those tournaments.
0: All uh, right, Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. No problem. Best of luck this Sunday and for the season going forward and, of course, with Matildas as well. You've got quite a lot. Uh, to look forward to.
3: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: All right, so that's going to be... Th- uh, yeah, let me try that again. Yeah. That's going to be th- it for this uh, Friday special of the Brisbane Football Review. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you Sunday after the double header at the Wally Lewis statue for fan cams and on next week's show. Ah, uh, fan cams. Those were a lot of fun when we were, had the time to do them. Anyway. Onto to the third and final interview clip of this show. And this was actually probably my favourite W League interview of the entire season when I got to speak to Hayley Rasso out at the Raw's then training base at uh, Fig Tree Pocket. It was just a fun afternoon chat, I think. I had to try and fit this in between finishing work and actually coming back to record with Scott and Adam as well. Hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, and I'll speak to you afterwards. We're very pleased to have on the Brisbane Football Review our first guest for 2018, a fan favourite, Hayley Russell. Hayley, welcome.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: Alright, so we're here at the Fig Tree Pocket training fields for the Raw W League side. How is the training out here for you guys?
4: Yeah, it's been good. I mean, as you can see, there's some nice facilities. Uh, it's good to be out here every week with the girls, uh, getting those trainings in under our belt and getting prepared for our games.
0: And how are you finding it under Mel Andretta?
4: Oh, I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to be back at home back playing for your local team and uh, she's doing really well with us as you can see and it's it's been really good working with her.
0: So you returned to Brisbane this year after some overseas and other W League stints. How did the return come about?
4: Uh, I just got speaking with Mel before the season started and she said she'd love to have me back here and for me, it was a really easy decision uh, to represent your home state, yeah. and after being away, especially for a, for a long while, it was just uh, something I wanted to do, and I'm really happy to be back here.
0: And how's the fan reception been?
4: It's been good. Um, it's really cool that we have the raw Corps out here now. You know, they're coming to every game, um, supporting us. Uh, the, you know, the fans drive us every week and we love that.
0: And having that dedicated fan base as well would be great for all the games at Suncorp Stadium.
4: Yeah, it definitely is. They're always behind us. They literally sing the whole game long, So it pushes us a lot.
0: All right. So obviously your first in here was 2013-2014. What sort of differences have you made as a player since then?
4: I think uh, since then I've been overseas and developed quite a fair bit. Um, being with the national team too has helped me a lot. Um I think it's just been good for me to be able to go overseas and play with some really quality players and to get a lot of experience myself. Uh, so coming back here you know, to, to be more of a mature player rather than one of the young ones, it's been really cool.
0: And you would have obviously learned from a few coaches overseas as well.
4: Yeah, uh, especially Mark Parsons. I had him uh, both at Washington Spirit and my f- last few seasons at Paul and Thorns. And he's just, uh, I think he's just brought out the best in me, which has been good.
0: So talk about your time playing with Washington and Portland. How was it over in America? Oh,
4: I love it. It's just like home for me now. Uh, Obviously, I've been in Portland the last few seasons. Uh, The fans there are incredible. The team, we have just, you know, some of the best players in the world. Uh, So going out there, playing each week, training with them all, I just, as I said earlier, it's developed me a lot. And it's just such a cool experience playing over there.
0: And I suppose as the a, as a W League is still growing here, what's something that you feel like they could learn from the US and I suppose vice versa as well?
4: well I just think that um, the W League bringing over those internationals in the first place. You know, um, there's everyone wants to come and play in the W League now. We're bringing people over from those American leagues and I think that that's really good for us. It's, it's helping develop and grow uh, women's football here in Australia because in America the game is a little bit bigger and a little bit, you know, more developed over there, so um, bringing over these internationals and um, that's just helping our league grow, I think.
0: And you and the rest of the Australians over there obviously will be acting as pitch people for the league here.
4: <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: Obviously, you've got a fantastic area to sell them on here in Brisbane.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I obviously have one of my teammates Celeste, who I brought over from uh, my team in Portland. So I think the Australians do kind of try and bring um, people over when they can.
0: And. So- what sort of impact do you think Celeste has had? I've been really impressed with her. Yeah,
4: she's a quality player. She's just so strong and solid in that midfield area. No one really gets past her. And then she creates going forward as well. So I think she's just such a good outlet and such a good player that we've brought over.
0: Brisbane's been a home for that sort of player in both the A-League and W-League as well, don't you think? Yeah. With Eric Pardalu and Luke Bratton.
4: Yeah, right, exactly.
0: All right, so with the Matildas... How's it been for you watching the team grow as much as they have in the last two or so years?
4: Yeah, it's been really cool, actually. Um, I went through a bit of a period where I wasn't in with the national team. So now that I'm back in, um, it, it's been great for me to be able to be a part of it all. But seeing uh, just the game grow, having those games here in Australia where we sold out stadiums. Um, and then I think for us beating the US, it's just we've just been developing so much. And it's, it's just so great to be a part of something that's kind of changing.
0: That Tournament of Nations was a real turning point for you guys, I felt?
4: Yeah, I think so as well. Um, to beat those three nations who are just top sides um, just kind of showed us that I think, you know, we, we are a contender to be, you know, the best in the world and that's kind of what we're aiming for right now.
0: And were you able to use that for bragging rights over some of your teammates <laughs> over in the US?
4: Yeah, it was actually quite nice because... Um, It was obviously our first time beating them, so going back to our club sides, there was a little bit of laughter about it.
0: So looking forward, there's a World Cup coming up in 2019, obviously you're planning to be a part of that. How do you plan to get there?
4: Yeah, uh, that's obviously one of my goals and I want to get there and I want to be playing um, getting minutes over over there. I went to the last World Cup and, and didn't play, so obviously you know, looking looking onto it now, I just want to continue playing well here in this season, and then I'll be heading back overseas too, which will just continue to help me develop, which I think it has previously. So, um, just hopefully that can get me there.
0: And obviously you've got a lot of your raw teammates in in the Matilda setup. How does it help having the I suppose, establish combinations there.
4: Yeah, it helps a lot. Obviously, we're able to train together week in, week out. Um, Not every team is able to do that. But for us, you know, we're building good relationships on the field. So when we do go to national team, we're just gelling well together.
0: And obviously, it makes gelling early in those games very easy as well. Yeah,
4: it does, Exactly.
0: All right, so this year, you got the goal against Perth at the weekend. Talk us through that.
4: Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so last game we played against Perth, we obviously lost. So I think we went out for a bit of revenge. You know, we wanted to get the win. Uh, it was just nice to score a goal. I think some more people did more of the hard work. I just ended up sticking my leg out and getting it in at the end. But um, They all count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was, it was good and it was really nice to, you know, get three points after such a long trip over there.
0: It really is a long flight. I don't know how you guys do it.
4: Yeah, it was. It's a long trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the team's doing really well this year. What's gone into getting the side up the top of the ladder?
4: Yeah, we have been doing well. I think Mel's just you know working with our strengths with our strengths really well. Um, she's pushing us each week. She's got everything planned or every opponent we're playing. You know, we're going through video on video on them. We're going through video on ourselves. I think you know she's just putting in a lot of work and the team's really working for each other so that helps a lot too
0: all right and then yeah obviously we talked about playing at suncorp what are your hopes for this weekend's game
4: yeah, um, victory is my old team too. So um, you would definitely be wouldn't there.
0: been sending any text messages to them, trying to psych them out. <laughs> no would you? way. No, of course
4: not. <laughs> um, no, I think it's just nice to be back at home, to have the Royal Court out, to have our fans there, and you know we want to go out and put on a good performance uh, in front of our and in front of our home fans.
0: And obviously, because it's school holidays, with the kids go free promotion, you're hoping to see quite a few uh, families there.
4: Yeah, of course. You know, we always want people to come out. We want kids to come out. We want kids to look up to us. It's something we want. So that's great that they can go free, so everyone should come along.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Hayley. We've really enjoyed having you on the show.
4: Thank you very much.
0: All right. We're we'll back after this. This is the Brisbane Football Review. That was actually a lot of fun to go back and listen to some of those interviews. Might have to try and uh, see if we can tee up a few more when we don't have to keep distance from the players. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to this Brisbane Football Review best of. It's been a lot of fun reminiscing. I'm going to have to try and think of a good topic for next week's recap show. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone, and uh, we'll speak to you after Easter.